from the start. Something inside of me started a symphony. Sing with the strings of my heart. Welcome to Yes Mother, the podcast about the A&E show Bates Motel. <laughs> the season four, episode five. Uh-huh. Refraction. I'm Em. And I'm Sue. Oh, and this is the feedback podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> Your eyes made sky seem blue again. What else could I do again but keep repeating through and through? I love you. Love you. <laughs> All right. Welcome All right, back. Welcome back after that hiatus. Yeah, boo. None of us wanted. That was oh, a very long two weeks. It was a very long two weeks, but man, what an episode to come back to. Worth. It was worth it. Holy it crap, I loved it. I loved it too. It was amazing. Yeah. No dicky, but we got chick. Oh. Poss- most, almost the most of any episode we've ever had of yeah. chick. And chick and Norma. I know. That was a dream. That like was a last season. That was a dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> but I was watching it with Catherine, and I did insert Dickie into one scene. <laughs> did he meet Norma too? <laughs> <laughs> no. When he, when Norman sees Jillian in the TV room, I was like. I was pretending that Dickie was in there with them. <laughs> that would have improved the scene. Yes. So, yeah. It was... I loved it. Yeah. Should we just get right into feedback? Sure. You want to read Julia? I do. Julia says... Okay, my hands are shaking, my legs are numb, and my jaw is on the floor. No comment card this week as I am physically and mentally unable to discuss this episode. I will say, though, that this is one of my favorite to date, period. Also, Chicken Norma, that is all. (laughs) (laughs) Till next week, maybe? Julia in the Razor Clam Room. P.S. I'm beginning to question my choice of accommodations at the (laughs) B&B. Yes, that was a chick-oriented room. (laughs) It was. And if you want to move. I'm guessing chick scared the crap out of Julia this week. (laughs) Everyone calm down about Chick. (laughs) (laughs) Who's gonna mama bear Chick? (laughs) I don't know. I'm thinking more like a a hammock. I think Chick's a hammock guy. (laughs) (laughs) No bed, just a hammock bear. I've got a mama bear hammock. But yep, yeah, Julia. Board jerky. If you, if you, yeah. You what canister move, of board jerky? Right there. I bring him <laughs> some whiskey and board jerky. <laughs> we will change if you want to, but let's um, let's see what happens. Yeah, but there's rooms open. Out. You can have the you throw me room, the cider room, Juno's lair, or there's always Blarty with a chance of meatballs. <laughs> May we tempt you with that one? <laughs> There's a segue. <laughs> There's also the Pistol River Pocket Gopher Room. <laughs> oh, there sure is. So, 
But thanks, Julia. That was quite the quite the episode. I don't blame you for just not being able to do any feedback on it. Yeah, that was pretty. That, it's hard to put your thoughts together after watching that. Yep. We'll do our best though, but man, that was heavy. <laughs> um, okay. Our next comment card is from Daniel. And he says, hey, Em and Sue. Well, the theme on Bates Motel this week seems to be the lies we tell ourselves and each other. I'm running late today, so apologize in advance for stream of consciousness format. <laughs> no apologies <laughs> necessary. <laughs> That's how our podcast is run. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, we have a typical teenage boy-mother relationship. Yeah, right, Norman. <laughs> Talk about a suspiciously specific denial. <laughs> yes. You two are anything but, and it's hot and wonderful, and I love it, so don't change it. <laughs> oh, Daniel, I'm so glad you're part of our... <laughs> we do. We need you. <laughs> I just love it. <laughs> you add a certain flair we <laughs> we would miss. Um, he says, I'm still kind of surprised at how transparent Norman has been at Pineview this season. Like when I first knew he was going there, I thought he might play it so reasonable, sweet, and charming that he fools all the doctors. But not only is it more interesting to watch this way, but as you pointed out before, it just shows that Norman isn't a scheming sociopath like Dexter. He's an innocent, frightened young man who loves his mother more than anything and whose life is tragically at the mercy of, of this illness. He can't hide it, and it's almost comical how his insistence that he's perfectly normal just allows the doctor to zero in even more. Though, what's your take on why Norman suddenly changed his story and said he doesn't think his mother actually killed anybody? My take is that he was... Well, it, it I think it goes back to his realization when he had his blackout. Mm-hmm. He, um... I think he, he scared himself. He scared himself. I think, <clears throat> and I don't know if this will be revealed later, but I think something like what Sue said may very well have happened, that he saw himself in the mirror as he pictured his mom or something in his mind. Mm-hmm. And I think something like that, I really think something like that happened because he really f was freaked out. He mm -hmm. really scared himself and his bravado about and denial. He, he kind of went into a denial there for a while. And that all just hit the fan with this. And yeah, I... He did. He totally went into a denial. I really think, like, him being the motel manager and having a girlfriend and stuff really just made him think, I'm normal. This is this is normal, you know. Uh -huh. Normal people have jobs. Normal people have girlfriends. And I think he just, like, shoved any kind of suspicion that he might have problems just, you know, just the way he would act around Romero, we've talked about, like when Romero came to question, yeah. you know, yeah. I just think he was putting on an act just because some people are like that. If they believe the lie enough, they believe that's the reality. Oh, yeah. You know, Norma 
He's learned from the best. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what she does. Right. And so in I think, my mind, yeah. it created some sort of domino effect to where maybe kind of he was in such a vulnerable, vulnerable, scared state that all he wanted was his mom. And which made him regret the horrible things he said and take them back. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, he's on Team Norma again. And... So he's just trying to right those wrongs. I don't think it has necessarily anything to do with thinking that she still didn't do it. it possibly, but I think it's more just wanting... She's He's back on Team Norma, and he wants to hide the things she does and just get back to her. I think it's that. I I kind of think he thinks that she really didn't do it, and that... He did it? Or that he just hallucinated it. Mm. I mean, you know, I I think he's just really, really struggling as to what really happened and what am I hallucinating. Well, he's back to I don't trust what I know I know anymore. Right, right. So. And I think I don't it's going to be interesting to see how he fares next time because. I thought that doctor pushed him quite yeah. harder than I would have expected one to. Like, not. I was surprised that he mentioned that Norma really wasn't there and that they know it. And I was surprised about that too, but I just kind of took it as TV. It it just needs to go quicker than it would in real life, you know. Yes, there's that, and it's also. I wonder if he was just feeling him out and being like, let's see, you know, let's see what happens. Let's stress him out and yeah, maybe, maybe. he's trying to make him have a breakthrough already. Maybe. I don't know. We are not therapists. It would surprise me know. if it goes that quickly in, the, in a case like this. I think you would have to tread lightly with a person like Norman. I agree and establish a lot more. A trust. lot more trust and stuff, but. You know, but yeah. I'm willing to say, you know, like you said, uh, TV therapy. It's a TV thing, yeah. Because, yeah, I think that would take several sessions, if not months and months and months to get to that point. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I was really glad when Norman said that he wanted to call Emma because it seems like it's been way too long since those characters interacted and they were such good friends. But then I couldn't be mad when it turned out he was actually calling Norma, especially after that heartbreaking apology and declaration of love. It was so good. <laughs> yeah, I I was really glad. I thought that was sweet that he was going to call Emma, and I got all sucked yes. into that. Then I'm like, oh, he's just calling Norma. <laughs> or, and I even wondered if he really did mean to, and then just couldn't bear not calling Norma instead. But I think he had the idea to call Norma the whole time. Yeah. Um, even though I was basically 99% sure that Norma wasn't really there the whole time, I still wanted it to be real so badly. <laughs> I love that scene of them walking around arm in arm and carrying on. They definitely didn't want us to know, though, since they never pulled out to show him by himself like they have always done before. I told you that they wouldn't have Norman hallucinate her somewhere where she wouldn't be able to physically gain access to him. Him becoming her, on the other hand, is apparently fair game as long as he just thinks he blacked out. Yeah. I'm trying to wrap my mind around that. Yeah. 
I told you that they wouldn't have Norman hallucinate her somewhere where she wouldn't be able to physically gain access to him. But him becoming her is fair game. Because that's a different... It's different. He does it's different. Two different things. There's two yeah. completely different things, yeah. The hallucinating her and then becoming her are just... it Separate. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, separate for sure. And I... You know, I'm... I'm sure she wasn't there and it it took me until she started really talking to him. Mm-hmm. Like I totally thought she came. I did too. I thought it was her. It's funny because it know. was about halfway through that conversation. I started getting suspicious. And then when the guy walked by and looked at him weird, I was like, Ooh, he's alone. <laughs> that's when I thought that's when I got it. That nope. Cause it was funny. Cause you know, I was watching it with cat and, as soon as Norma stepped into the screen, Catherine goes, do you think that's really her? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know, and then she got closer and they're hugging and she seemed dressed like Norma. You know, it wasn't like sexy or I don't no, know. But she was dressed almost exactly how she was on the dock when they threw Bradley's body. Yeah, that's true. Off the dock. Yeah, I I thought it was her. I didn't. Even because Catherine and I kind of laughed when she said that, like, oh, ho, ho, you know. <laughs> yeah. But then when the guy walked past and looked at Norman and Norman's like, everyone's so crazy around here or whatever. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. I was, I told Cat, I was like, I think that's a who, I think she's not there. <laughs> yeah. So. I, I have to say, I love that they are doing that because mm-hmm. that's fun for totally. the viewer to totally. not know now. Like, just. To totally make us question stuff. I know. And you know, if Kat hadn't have said that at the beginning, I and I think she was just joking, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would have ever occurred to me that it wasn't her. I don't even know if I would have caught it when the guy walked by. She I don't said know. something that seemed very Head Norma-ish. Although, when Head, head Norma usually pulls these faces that regular Norma doesn't do, and she mm-hmm. didn't this time. Right. So I was like, wow, they're really masking it. Right. You know, well, like my second time through. Yeah, yeah. When The second time through, when you know it's not her, it's it's a little bit more obvious, especially when she's talking about, like, his father, and, you know, the doctor's going to try and get you to talk about it, but just tell yeah, that line so we can get you home, you yeah, know. That was the stuff that I really was like, yeah. Yeah, that's not her. Mm. Even on my first viewing, but that was fun. That was fun. <laughs> um, okay. Daniel says, I'm thrilled that you two totally called it about Chick coming to help fix Norman's window or Norma's window. I believe that was you that called it. I thought it was one of the feedbacks. Oh, was it a feedback? I think I so. I just knew it wasn't me. I don't think it was <laughs> me either. I think it was Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it might have been like Julia or some or Flora. I don't know. It seems like it was. I don't think it was my original thought. I loved the thought. We were all on board, but hmm. I think it was a feedback. So, well, bravo. Kudos to that feedback. I'll have to re-listen. I was thinking about listening to it again. Our last yeah. feedback podcast. Anyway. 
Okay. He says, it would be pretty awkward to hear Caleb say he's Dylan's father and then have Norma refer to Caleb as her brother. But Chick put it together immediately. For a second when he was following her car, I thought maybe Chick actually did the break-in. But Rebecca's reaction to Romero confronting her pretty much confirms it was her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally confirms it was her. Oh, yeah. There is no way if you didn't do it that you would have acted the way she did. Nope. When you're accused of something and you didn't do it, you are way different than she was. Yeah. She was like, okay. Yeah, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, what was I going to say? Oh, did I not spend a lot of last season telling Chick or telling Caleb he was a huge idiot for going around introducing himself as his father? I'm like, yes. that is not good. You idiot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because you're telling, you know, some people are being told he's the uncle, or Norma's brother, and some people, that's just so stupid. I know. Well, you know, he's not a genius. <laughs> he is not a genius. He is not. <laughs> um, he says, Dylan and Emma still feel like they're on a completely different show. <laughs> that is such a great way to describe it. It really it's, did. This is the really first time. Great. I would actually agree with that. I totally agree. I've never thought of that before, but just saying that, I'm like, that fits perfectly to how their scenes felt. Just a yep. completely different show. Just a whole different show, but I don't... I think they're in a little bubble that's not going to last much longer. <laughs> <laughs> Give them their time, guys. <laughs> yes. Let them, let them have their little fun with scarves and jaws and stuff. Chick Caleb thing that's going to... It could be the Norma's mom. It could be both. <laughs> Something's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I, do, I think Dylan's going to get into this Norma chick thing. I'm I think not saying he's, he's going to die, but I think he's going to get into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he says, sure enough, there's a picture of Norman and Romero together at the Lights of Winterfest in the paper. Now we just need Norman to see it and go kick Romero's ass for trying to steal his girl. <laughs> well, that's one showdown I'm looking forward to anyway. Oh, Daniel, that is not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> well, not, not an ass kicking. No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's, yeah. Um, he says, Dr. Edwards has proven himself to be a surprisingly capable psychiatrist. I can't believe he's already getting right to the heart of Norman's issues. Soon as Norman stopped beating on the door and spoke again, I was on the edge of my seat, like, oh shit, he's totally Norman now. And while Dr. Edwards was clearly uneasy, he didn't bat an eye, and without any hint from Mother, like referring to Norman in third person, blatantly asked her, so what do you think of Norman? It was like he already knew, or at least suspected. And when Norman, acting as Mother, was being all seductive, asking if she could lie down and stuff, I was like, well, we know Edwards is gay, so maybe Norman's moves might actually have some kind of effect on the doctor. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure Edwards is too good a person to even entertain actually taking advantage of a patient. But I just meant that when Norman is mother, he knows how to be seductive and take control and manipulate. Norman's one of the best at it, after all. And so I wondered if Edwards maybe was turned on at all by him. <laughs> <laughs> I'd no. give that a big fat no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think he is 
Well, not looking at Freddy as a. Well, for one thing, of... it's his patient. So yes, it's. I think I he think has a Edward's... very professional. <laughs> yes, he's way better than Professor Boring. <laughs> yes, <laughs> let's not put him on the same scale. <laughs> also, I mean, gay men are attracted to gay men. So he's not going to be attracted to a boy acting like a girl. <laughs> you know, <it's> just, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. <laughs> Although, you know, some gay men are quite effeminate. But I, I'm not going to sit and break yeah, down I mean, what gay men are attracted to. But yeah, I'm pretty sure he was not. I think, I think if he was turned on at all, it was about what a great patient he is. Exactly. I mean, if he was... <laughs> If things were happening in Dr. Edwards, it was all about, holy shit. This is the case of my career. I'm going to be able to write a book. I'm going to, you know. Yes, I mean, I... There could be movie options. This is a condition that's rare enough that mm-hmm. not every psychiatrist will see one in their career. In their entire career. Not exactly. by a long shot. And so he's hit the gold jackpot. And yep. so... If he was turned on, it was, it was by that. I guarantee it. <laughs> um, he says, my biggest question is now that Edwards has seen that Norman really is that fucking crazy. How the hell does he get out of here? And he evade being found out as crazy by the whole town long enough to kill Marion Crane and Psycho. Have a great week, Daniel. Yeah, that's uh, <sighs> that's a, a good question. question. I've been... Thinking that too. As soon as it was over, I was like, "I think Norman's going to be in there for a while." <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, well, the only thing my brain could come up with, and I don't like this idea, is that Doctor Edwards gets killed, and he never told anybody, and it's patient confidentiality, and his files yeah. somehow are never taken over. Or he never wrote them down enough that someone finds it out. That's the only thing I That's... can think of. I'm not sold on it, but... Yeah, it's that, or... That's one way they could go. Or meds. I'm sure there's people walking around that have this disorder that are on meds and have jobs and stuff. I mean, True. you know, I mean, maybe... And it was kept hush, you know, just because one psychiatrist in another town found out about it doesn't mean that this man is going to. Right. It's not going to be in the. Follow him his whole life. And, you know. Right. People fall through the cracks. Oh, yes, they do. All the time. Yeah. So, I don't know. Because he's certainly going to get out somehow. He's not going to spend. The I don't know. He'll somehow get out. Yeah. Um, I hope it's not by killing Dr. Edwards, because I really like Dr. Edwards. I but know. I really it, like him. I really like him a lot. It could happen. There's a beetle on our floor. You. I'm trying to squash it with one of Rob's many shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Which, five minutes before we started the podcast, he came home from, guess what he was doing? (laughs) Shoe shopping. Shoe shopping. (laughs) He's like, Emily made all this room in the closet. (laughs) No, he needed needed a pair of good running shoes, apparently. 
Got all yeah. those Nikes and Adidas. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be interesting to see how they write this Norman getting out. And I trust him. I think it'll be. Yeah, I think we'll be like, oh, okay. (laughs) And I think they can do it without killing Dr. Edwards. Yeah. I mean, the Marion Crane stuff is a good 10, a good 10 years, possibly 15 or 15 years from now. Right. So, yeah, and there's no way he's spending the rest of the season and all of next season in Pineview. No, and <clears throat> close your ears for a second if you don't want to hear any spoilers that are in the previews. <laughs> but you see him checking himself out and coming home. Well, that's... I don't know when that is, but mm-hmm. it happens this season, I'm sure. I have a feeling he finds out you're an adult and you check yourself in, you can check yourself out. And I don't think Dr. Edwards can do anything about it. Because he he's not. But I would think there'd be something in place that he can. Well, it would probably be like, you can go home, but I'm going to come see you every single day. We're, yeah. we're going to continue this therapy, you know. Because he can, I believe by law, he can check himself out because he wasn't convicted. It's not like he was court ordered to go. Right, and Dr. Edwards, um, he just found out from that guy. Was that at White Pine Bay? <laughs> he just found out from that guy he called. I don't know who he was. Oh, that was a police officer in Pineview. Pineview. Okay. Yeah. I got confused. All the pines. I know. I'm like, oh, is that Romero's office? And he's just a guy there? It didn't make sense to me. And I didn't it took the give second it a time because I was like, who's this old? How come we've never seen this guy? <laughs> <laughs> but when I was doing the recap notes, he he introduces himself as so-and-so from, from Pineview. Yeah. I, first of all, I don't think Dr. Edwards ever gave that any credence. And then second of all, to hear all that stuff, I think he was like, yep. Yeah, exactly. So he's not suspicious. Although I think it's possible he could now that he knows that Norman has a split personality and he is talking about his mother doing stuff. If I was Dr. Edwards, I think I might wonder about that possibility. You know, because now when he talks about his mother, Dr. Edwards doesn't know if he's actually talking about his mother or... Right, but these are pretty clear cases. Bradley Martin committed suicide... Someone sitting in jail for Blair Watson's murder, you know, I mean, yes, but Bradley Martin's body's still out there and that's what's who's to happen. say it doesn't exactly. show up. And Dr. Edwards it'll, goes, Ooh, it'll show up. And Emma Dakota, that's going to show up. Audrey. Audrey. Sorry, Emma. Sorry. No one freak out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Emma's mother. Yes. There's still that, a story there. That's not, you know. That's, that's still not, out there. That's and she may out. not be dead. <laughs> <laughs> Although she sounds like she's missing. And I I was surprised that Norman knew about her and her name. He had mentioned her as one of his mother's victims by name. Yeah. That surprised that's, me. That's surprising. 
I didn't know he knew her because the only one we're aware of meeting her was Head Norma. Right. That's true. So I was surprised that he knew her name and who she was. We might just have to shush that. Maybe. Or he's had some flashbacks. And True. See, seeing the scenes of it being Norma and, you know, hearing what she said. Right. Yeah. And being like a third party to that conversation. <laughs> a third Which party to his own conversation, yes. <laughs> he has done that. He has. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, well, thanks, Daniel. Yeah, thanks, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's me. Okay, Harold. Harold's next. He says, I loved this episode. The scenes with Norma and Chick and Norman and Dr. Edwards were great. Plus, Vera got to sing. I wish they found reasons to have her sing more. Me too. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it was amazing. And all those things were amazing. When did you figure out that Norman was imagining Norma's visit? I kind of was suspecting it from the outset, based on how she was dressed and that she showed up right after Norman got upset after seeing Julian. I didn't put that together. I did. But the clincher was when she told Norman to put on an act for the doctors. Yeah, that was that was my clincher, too. Which is basically what Norman and his mother persona was trying to do at the end of Psycho. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, ooh, I didn't think of that. Seeds of mm -hmm. all that. Um, I was surprised that Dr. Edwards knew immediately that Norman had slipped into his mother's identity. I wasn't expecting him to have anticipated that. I, I wonder if he's if he's been suspecting it, although do you think he expected the I'm his mother? No. I don't either. I think he just is really observant and astute and went, oh, you know. He really... He talks about his mother a lot. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, that was... He's definitely got a patient with mother issues big time. Yeah. And so I don't think he was anticipating it. I think he no. just... But he rolled with it. He rolled with it and realized it pretty quickly. He did, and it was so great to watch. Mm-hmm. I think he's just trained, and I like I've said, though, these I don't think every therapist sees a disassociative personality disorder. Mm-mm. But... You know, we you really do see a change in him, and I think he's he's I'm sure he's schooled on it, and sure it's possible he's observed from other people's patients, maybe as a student, or just studied up on it to know what to look for. And I think it was pretty classic that he like freaked out, and then he quieted down, and then he just said weird things and acted like a different person, had a different right. look in his eye. And I think he's like, this is it. Yeah. It? Well, oh, now I see. I mean, it could be that Norman was showing signs that he was kind of picking up on, you know, like how. Blackouts. I mean, Norman always talked about his mother. Every session they've had has been about her, right. you know. And so maybe that's something that people with that do, like. I don't know. Yeah, and I think when and it just, someone like, has psychological falling into places, you know. Well, psychological blackouts, I think that's one of the possibilities. Right, exactly. So he's probably, you know, knows 
enough about psychological blackouts and why they happen and what are the possible things going on and hey, that's one of them that's so one of them that was up there of things he was possibly expecting yeah dr edwards has probably done more than just seen the movie sybil <laughs> <laughs> i know that's where i get all my information <laughs> And so that way I know that how you cure it is to make those personalities meet each other. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and all meld together. <laughs> and all be fine. <laughs> I don't think he gets that far. <laughs> but no, I caught once I knew that that was norm not was not Norma, that was head Norma. Um mm -hmm. I knew it was after seeing Julian cuz that was Norman had just been with Dr. Edwards and talked about, I'm, I'm ready to like, let's start medication, you know? Yeah. And then he sees that and it's like, oh, never mind, you know? Yeah, but it's not <clears throat> fair. It's not fair to, um, to compare yourself with someone that just, he's probably on a lot of painkillers too. I mean, he got beat up. Oh, he looked like he was on like... But he was definitely something. He was. He definitely was on something yeah, else. But he was out. They put him in like a medicated coma almost. Yeah. That was sad. It was. And would scare you, but like I said, he was, and he had just escaped, and I don't know. Yeah. I think we'll see Julian again, like, not like that. Yeah, I think this is a temporary thing. I think so. Just kind of even him out and to get him better and yep. whatever. But, yeah, it'd be scary. But it's not, and it's, you know, it's not fair to me to say it's not fair to compare yourself because, of course, you're going to. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah, he was freaked out and he did see him and then just run to the outdoors. And so, yeah. Here comes mom to make it all better and to get him out of there. Yeah. Tell him what to do to get him out. Exactly. Which is another way he may be breaking out soon is having mother tell him how to do it and talk him into it. That's true. And it could be from seeing the paper and seeing them and having her like say you've got to save me from this I don't really love him you know who knows <laughs> so he feels like he's you know doing her a favor or something right right I don't know, who knows? I don't know. okay back to this back to Harold's email I was no, got that uh I love that Romero won Norma's heart by admitting that he killed Bob Paris. I do too. And mm -hmm. this was exactly how I was anticipating the first Remember, I thought that that's how they'd get together mm -hmm. is that she's going to find out that he killed Bob Paris for her. And that was going to be it. I did not expect they'd get married first. <laughs> <laughs> that she'd find out like a week into their marriage. They're kind of like doing it backwards. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> But yeah, I've been waiting for that moment for a long time, and it did not disappoint. Oh my gosh, they nuzzled! It was so cute. It was cute. 
Um, I'm not sure where this Chick storyline is going, but I'm guessing that we are not going to be seeing Chick in season five. <laughs> <laughs> Say it's not so. I think that's a strong possibility. <laughs> I give this nine out of ten apologies for mistakenly claiming my mom is murdering people. <laughs> My only quibbles are that the dilemma and deep and beat buddy scenes didn't really work for me. Um, the dilemma, I agree with Daniel. It just seems like it's a different show. <laughs> yep. I thought they were still cute, though. I I was I am of two minds about the dilemma stuff. I have conflicting feelings, hmm. and I can get into that later. Well, you know, like one is. It was cute, and one, it was cheesy. Gotcha. And those two fight each other, and cute wins out, because I'm just like, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> the beat buddy stuff totally worked for me, though. It works for me, because it's really... I don't know. She... It's fascinating. Yeah. She's freaking me out. She's freaking me out, too. I think she's freaking herself out, too. There was that moment. Yeah, yeah. That she's like, what am I doing? Yes. Go home to your wife. Yeah. I think she was like, wow, I'm I effed up. <laughs> I don't need to be like this. You're pathetic. You know, I think there was a little of that. So I think she freaked herself out. But she's, woof, <laughs> it's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she might. I just... really am excited to see where it goes. I kind of am too. <laughs> But I think I could be really mad at her when it goes where it goes. Yep, exactly. She is a she's a wild loose card. cannon, a loose cannon. That's what I was trying to think. Yep, of. she's she could go completely off the edge and drive off the cliff from crazy town. How does Norma put that? <laughs> oh. Can't remember. Life. I didn't expect it. No, moving into this town was going to be the leap of. Oh yeah. I don't remember. That's right. that's a Raouf speech. That's a Raouf speech. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever Norma said, that I think that's what Rebecca's going to do. I think yeah. she's going to go full on. <clears throat> she's going to do something really stupid. Yep. Because she caught herself, but. And it, it is. Absolutely not all about trying to get that key. Nope. And what's Romero got up his sleeve with this key? I don't know, because how's he going to get the other one? Yeah. You know? I think right now he's I think playing the, it safe. I think the smartest thing you should do is just give her the key and say, get, take the money and go, you know? Well, and that's going to probably be where it ends up, with, and I don't believe for a minute she's going to and go, but... That's going to be where he's going to end up, but it's going to be too late. That's going to be too late, yeah. Because that just, I'm sure the thought of $3 million is just like, wow. But I'm is sure it... it is, but I think it's more just, I think he's playing at Batman. I think it's his ace up his sleeve. I think he's so. playing it cool. Yeah. And just waiting it out a little bit is to it... see when he's going to really need it. Can he frame her with it somehow? You know, like planted on her or something we i don't know i don't know he'd have to really discredit her uh-huh but she may do that very well herself by 
Right. Doing stuff. You know, no, she's, she's trashed Norma's living yeah, room. Yeah, she's going to make the mistake. Yeah, that was not searching for key. That was anger. That was anger. And like Norma said, that was personal. This is personal. It was personal, and I just want to point out, was it Allie that was saying that she couldn't believe that she snuck in through that stained glass window? Yeah. Like, she, she didn't. She threw something through it. Yeah, she threw something. She saw that stained glass window and went, I bet she really likes that. I'm going to break mm-hmm. it, you know. Yeah, Norma nailed it. It was personal. It was personal. It's mean. It's personal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Chick said it, too. Yeah. So. <laughs> Why couldn't they have... Broken one of my boring ones. <laughs> she's so cute. Oh, she's fantastic. One of my boring windows. <laughs> I just love that choice of words. It's just great. I love the writers. <laughs> Which, speaking of writers, this was written by a woman. Mm-hmm. The showrunner is a woman. And the director was a woman. Nice. Way to go. Yeah, way to go, ladies. Way to go, ladies. You're really... I meant to I'm write down to you. who wrote it, and I forgot to. Yeah. I, I wanted to mention that, every everyone. Like, who wrote it? Who directed it? Yeah, we really should be doing that. We should be giving them more credit. So, whoever you are, good job. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get it right now goes. on IMBD. Go, go look it up. <laughs> okay, so our next one is from Kimberly. She says, hi, Sue and M. Poor Norman, trying to be so in control and thoughtful with his little notebook. <laughs> I had no idea that Norma didn't visit Norman in the garden, but I did catch it when he turned into Norma in the section with the doctor, or a session with the doctor. My prediction didn't happen. I thought that the doctor would call Romero about Norma and Norman's past, but it turned out to be a sheriff from another town who was eating a sandwich. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Romero ate a sandwich, too. Yes, he did. I took a screenshot of the sheriff's sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) But not the other sheriff's. So what are we to the two sheriff's (laughs) sandwiches? And there are introductory sandwiches of the season. (laughs) What are we to deduce? (laughs) Get on it, Harold. (laughs) 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 Write that paper. (laughs) Um... Your prediction did come true. Chick can repair stained glass windows. Again, a prediction that was put on. Pretty sure it was a... a, I think, Flora, I think you're right. And we can look through our backlogs and look real quick. While you're reading that, I will. Because I want to give that person credit. Yes. Um, Will Norma protect Caleb or help Chick find him? He was wearing such creative outfits. What was up with that red shawl he was wearing at the hardware store? Kid with a candy corn room. The red shawl is the best you, thing in the world. <laughs> did you really just ask what was up with a piece of chick's clothing? <laughs> the shawl. You could ask Catherine. I squealed. <laughs> I was like, he's wearing a shawl. <laughs> uh, okay, I just looked at Flora's. It wasn't Flora. Oh, it was... Uh, Christiane. Oh, okay. From Germany. She said, oh, well, she says, the description for episode five says Norma hires an artisan to repair the stained glass window. Why do I think she's going to meet Chick? (laughs) 
<laughs> I always felt there must be a reason for him knowing about Caleb being Dylan's dad. This should be interesting. Way to go, Christiane. You called it. Yeah, I think you put the thought into our minds if we discussed it, which I can't remember anymore. <laughs> if we I remember discussed discussing it. it. We were excited when we, we both went, yeah. oh, that'd be awesome, you know. But we certainly didn't come up with the theory. Yep. So credit where credit's due. It's Christiane. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> Okay. Um, thanks, Kimberly. Thanks, Kimberly. Uh, our next one's from Laura Lockwood. Her her subject is I'm back. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Hope you're feeling better. Hey, Sue and Em. Hope you're both well. Thanks for sending stuff to check up on me whilst I was sick. I was very comfortable, though very bored. I counted every pattern on the wallpaper to pass the time. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm feeling better now, though my purse does sound like a small pharmacy when I shake it. Aw. Oh. Well, but, but all works for you. Um, and I'm sorry I had to count the wallpaper. Was our Wi-Fi down? <laughs> <laughs> the password is mother. <laughs> Cause, yeah, and you know that's free, right? <laughs> <laughs> Even though it shows up on the bill. Yes. <laughs> Um, first things first, the shipper in me loves seeing Norma's and Romero's cars parked next to each other. I totally noticed that too. <laughs> <laughs> Had a little leap of joy in my heart. <laughs> Outside the Bates house, married. <laughs> I pictured them both driving home in separate cars from the lights mm -hmm. festival. And I thought, aww. And then they just park next to each other. They're so cute. <laughs> well, did they have to break my favorite window? That's mean. Oh, Norma and her ability to sound like a petulant child at times. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Although my favorite was, I've been good. <laughs> I haven't oh. pissed anybody off. <laughs> I know. I haven't had time to piss anybody off. I was busy marrying you. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely wrote down every good. word that's in there. <laughs> That was amazing. <laughs> um, my mother and I read the initial Norman Dr. Edwards scene rather differently, and I was wondering what you guys thought. She thought Norman was playing games, being sneaky and calculating, and that he was pretending to own up to his actions so that he could get out of Pineview earlier. Which is what I thought would happen a few episodes ago, and would make sense. But on the but I, on the other hand, honestly think he is starting to see that he needs medical help, and he is finally coming to terms with it, sadly. I suspect that hearing about Dylan Emma and Norma Romero's blossoming relationships whilst he's been locked away will set any progress he makes back. And you just know that Norma's clingy behavior once he is released will only drive him further back in his recovery. It's really sad because Norman seems so in control here and totally aware of his condition, and it's obvious his state is of clarity won't last long. Finally, Dr. Edwards caught on that Norman's problem is his mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, you probably know by now, I lean more towards he was, oh, he, he was on it. He wrote a journal. Yeah. There, somewhere out there, Sue, there's a little journal of Norman thoughts. I know. <laughs> Just think about that for a second I know. how amazing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Those Norman thoughts are. <laughs> I thought of your little Sue thoughts notebooks. And I thought, <laughs> oh, it's Norman thoughts. <laughs> this is the best. 
We Probably should... better than Sue thoughts. <laughs> we should write what Norman's thoughts were. <laughs> <laughs> I met Dickie again. I know, that was mine. <laughs> and to shake his hand again. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> My 13th meeting with Dickie went as follows. <laughs> You're new. <laughs> I'm Dickie. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yes, we we're we're on the uh we're on the Laura train. Yes. He's trying than... to get better. Although that's a, you know, I like the theory. I well, don't think I he's think, in sneaky mode. He can think, be sneaky and calculating, but not now. No, I think that'll happen later. Yeah, but I, that I think may just be in this a... episode. I think he really just was like, oh, "All right, let's fix me," <laughs> you know. Yep. Um. And yeah, I've been wondering been wondering because Norma is you know close, close your ears Daniel she's getting closer and closer to Romero and mm-hmm. this wonderful relationship with a man that's that's not her son and I think it's it is getting her further and further from their closeness whether something I think something easily could happen that makes her clingy and totally Norman train oh yeah and I I actually fully see that happening I think it will but to be honest I really really uh, the romantic in me wants to see those two she and the sheriff die together like Mm-hmm. You know, no, Romeo they're going to do it. <laughs> the smartest thing they can do is make Norma and Romero happier and happier. Because yeah. then it'll be that much more tragic. Yeah, and I just, I see it now. Just their death scene just being this tragic, sad. Oh, it's going to be awful. Yeah. I've again, I've again, and I'm thinking even more about it seriously how horrific they're it's just almost too horrific to imagine at this point Norma being stuffed Vera Farmiga Norma being stuffed don't think about it (laughs) it's awful I know (laughs) and it's almost to the point where it's like can they even do it on network TV even imply it or are people gonna flip do it do it, Bates. <laughs> Do not. <laughs> yeah, don't succumb and be like, yeah. I lived happily ever after. No. <laughs> yeah, I want it. I want it to happen. I want it to happen on the show. Yeah. Don't wuss out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they will. Yeah. That would be a travesty if they did. It really would. Okay. Um, I know I've mentioned being bored by Dylan and Emma sometimes and feeling like their relationship 
came around too quick, but I am finally seeing what everyone else is. Their chemistry during the do you need help undressing scene was adorable. They were so sweet, and I felt things I didn't think I would. My mother, on the other hand, seems to be fully flying the dilemma flag around her head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought the do you need help undressing was totally adorable, but the... Hmm. um. I have mixed feelings about him taking his shirt off and showing her his little scars when she showed him that Frankenstein thing across her chest. It was a sweet... It was a gesture. He was trying to make her feel like we've all got scars. I mean, Absolutely, yes. Absolutely, and I get that. is Frankenstein. And then when he did, like, the Quint impression, it... it I think he just wanted to lighten her, lighten her up yeah. a little bit, you know? And no, it worked. And it, was, it was very cute. There was just that tiny element of an excuse to take a shirt off. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean. And not for, in the show, it was on Dylan. Which is fine. But. Yeah. Just, I had a few, just, just a little. <laughs> I I really think he was just trying to. Just. I her, love, you know. don't get me wrong. I absolutely love the sentiment behind it. Right. We all have scars. I thought he could have been a little more reassuring to her that he doesn't care, but there's plenty of time for that, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) In his mind, there is. (laughs) And that definitely came through, I just thought. It could have been, I think Emma is a kind of person that needs it a little more spelled out. Yeah. I mean, she asked for it, really. Showing it to him and then saying it's gross, huh? You know. Right. That is gross. Yeah. It was sad, though. Uh-huh. I, when she pulled away from him when they were kissing, I knew she was not being honest. And I actually, it, that didn't occur to me. I thought it was something else, and I was a little worried. So when I found out it was because she was embarrassed about her scar, I just, my heart melted. My mom mm-hmm. did. <laughs> Aww. There's probably, there might be room in Chick's hammock for her. (laughs) (laughs) The mama bear bed and Chick's hammock. (laughs) My mom, my mama bear hammock for Chick. She goes, everyone is happy and I'm afraid. <laughs> you should be. Yes, you should be. <laughs> run, Lara, run. <laughs> Just quit now. <laughs> that It's done. I don't know. It's. And I don't know about you, but I totally want to fly out to England and watch Beast Motel with Lara and her mom. I know. I love it. <laughs> That's the best idea. <laughs> Uh, wow they really did a number on poor julian that was tough to watch yes Mm -hmm. the scene between norma and norman at pineview was very sweet and i honestly didn't suspect for one second that it wasn't actually norma so good job show yeah really good job show they did really good job on that and i am looking forward to more i'm looking forward to just being blown away me too and always questioning if it's if she's there or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dr. Edwards isn't getting paid enough for this. It's 
I think he gets paid pretty good. I bet you he gets paid pretty well. <laughs> it's really terrifying that they've stopped showing a clear difference between head Norma and actual Norma. Uh, normally it was very obvious and left little doubt in our minds, but this time I didn't have the slightest incline that she could just be his imagination, which just makes me even more tense for the rest of the season. Yes, you should be. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Once Norman switched into mother mode, my stomach dropped. I was so scared he was about to pounce on Dr. Edwards at one point. You know, I didn't think of that once. Were you afraid for Dr. Edwards' life? Mm, no. No. I was uh, a little nervous that it might get weird. <laughs> 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 but I, I wasn't worried for his life. Yeah. I guess I have a lot of faith in Dr. Edwards handling himself. Yep. He's a big dude. I was waiting for him to pull on his tie or lean into him. I was so nervous. The way he draped himself over the arm of the chair was brilliant. Um, Freddie Highmore. I don't know what that A... A asterisk. Was brilliant, comma, A asterisk, Freddie Highmore. <laughs> Is that an English thing? I don't know. <laughs> or was it we'll supposed probably, to be a plus? We'll, a plus? A plus Freddie Highmore. Yes, I bet our it, keyboards okay. are different or something. Possibly a keyboard or she hit the wrong one. Although there, it's not a letter. What are keyboards like in the UK? <laughs> <laughs> well, on my 10 key part, the asterisk is kind of close to the plus sign. In the 10 key? Like where, um, yeah, the 10 key. The, like not where the numbers are above the letters, but to the, to the right. Where yeah, it's... I don't have a, I don't have a plus sign. Oh, yes, I do. Interesting. Yeah. The, the asterisk is right above the nine and the plus sign is next, is next, is like to the right of the nine and six. Yeah. Okay. And then yeah. the asterisk is directly above the nine. And the minus sign is on top. Yep. So. I I think we've cracked the case, Sue. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Thank you. <laughs> um, you have a very soothing voice. Did they teach you that in medical school, or were you born that way? Oh, Norman with the sass. I say Norma <laughs> with the sass. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And then she says, Rebecca is annoyed. <laughs> and that is all. <laughs> we agree. <laughs> Honestly, where did Norma get the did you kill Bob Paris thing from? She is usually so caught up in her own drama, I wasn't expecting her to pick up on the signs from Romero. Also, Romero loves Norma's hands. And also, because I had no choice, was definitely followed by because I am in love with you inside my head. I like to think, in my mind, she's, since the morning break-in, mentioning Bob Paris, I think throughout the day, mm -hmm. in little snippets of thinking, I think she's thought of it. And I think her heart melted a little bit. And mm -hmm. zings went the strings of her heart. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I just died that she said that that song's been in her mind all day because I'm like she's totally thinking of Sheriff Romero that's so cute yep yep and she I think she might be thinking that 
exactly what happened is that he killed her Bob Paris for him. I think it's a thought she's been working on all day. I think so too. And I think Zings went the strings of her heart when she did. Until yep. she was singing that song. And then when she did finally see him, she just asked him point blank. Which I think is great. I love that she did that. I love it. Yeah. I love everything about that scene. And how it went down. Although I'm not a big fan of that song. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little dorky. It kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my mother called Romero a sweet man again, which seems to be her go-to comment about Romero this season. <laughs> <laughs> and again, we want to watch this with you and your mom. Yep. <laughs> we'll be there next week. <laughs> Little English lady and her, he's a sweet man. <laughs> Do we we'll be there next week. <laughs> Do we fly into Heathrow or Gatwick? <laughs> <laughs> you supply the tea, we'll bring the Jaffa cakes. <laughs> <laughs> and lots of current flavored things. Yes. America doesn't have near as many current flavored things as we should. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like where we have the flavor raspberry, they have current, and current is. Mm. Far superior of a flavor. I like actual raspberries, but when it comes to... Anyway. <laughs> I like current flavored things. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Scout and I found some last week at a oriental store by our house, and I'm like, yay! <laughs> Just a whole bag of <laughs> current flavored candies. <laughs> Hard candies. <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> Emma's scar was insane. I thought it was going to be one of those Hollywood scars where the character is so self-conscious for them to then lift their shirt and show a two-centimeter white line. <laughs> but this was a scar. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to miss that. No. Uh, and I feel bad for ogling Dylan's body during his honest and touching scene. <laughs> I'm not sure Emma did. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Um, I think my favorite scenes this season belong to Chicks and Norma. Everything from the worrying following of the car to him being invited into her house to him bringing up her past with Caleb. So tense, so exciting, so worrying. I love how they've connected the paths of these characters so that they can cleverly have scenes together. I'm very interested to see where this goes, and will she confide in Romero? I always assumed he would find out about Caleb. I think you're autocorrect. Changed Caleb to Cable. Cable. <laughs> <laughs> about Caleb being Dylan's father at some point. Maybe this is why. Yeah, I get the feeling Romero's going to find out really soon about that. He's going to find out, but it's not going to come from Norma. Well, she's going to him now, but yeah. this is a this is a shameful secret. She does not want him to know, I guarantee it. And she's going to do everything to keep it from him. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I think he's um, going to find out. Maybe I think too highly of Chick. <laughs> but I don't. 
I don't think he, I mean, he was a little mincing in the kitchen, but he also was trying to get an ally. But he was Yeah. Mincing. But I think, I think he'd be happy not to hurt Norma. No, I don't think he's intending to hurt Norma at all. I, Chick talked a lot about integrity, and I think he's got a lot of integrity. Yeah. I don't, I think he's more. He's all about Caleb. Caleb, I think he's more an eye for an eye dude and not like, well, if I hurt Norma, that will, that will hurt Caleb. I don't think he's that guy. No. And I don't think he's Bob Paris. No. Like where he would really mess her up to get Caleb. I think he, I, yeah, I think try and we reason with her. Yeah. I think you're calling her an ally. I think that's exactly what it is. I really think. Yeah, I don't think he has any intentions at all of hurting Norman. Norma, I mean. Yeah. So, he might strong arm her a little bit into, you know, finding him. And, but yeah. He was a little mincing, and I think he meant to be. Sure. Well, he... Off-kilter her a little bit. Well, he just can't help it with his size and... His clothes, <laughs> you know, I think he knows that he's, he's a little off putting and I think he, like, I think he works with that. Yeah. Like we, we're still not convinced he's exactly like that. He's a long con guy. It's, that's still out there. <laughs> well, he, when he was talking to Norma, in every scene with Norma, he's pretty eloquent with her. He he wasn't as crazy as he was when he yeah. was talking to, like, Caleb and Dylan, you know? I think, yeah, and I think he was trying to play up his artistic side, because I think, you know, right away she saw him and was like, <laughs> get off my porch, you riffraff. And so, and he saw that in her eye. Mm-hmm. So I think he had to, he knew he had to really play up the artistic right, dude, right. part of himself. And, you know, he did do art to hide the fact that he was putting, you know, running stuff across the border, but I think he really is artistic. Oh, yeah. I think he really is an artist. There's a lot more of an artist to him than I gave him credit for last season. Mm -hmm. He seemed to just, you know, what was it, native orphan and just kind of made fun of the people that would actually buy it, but I think think there's more to it than that. I think there is. Yep. Um. Anyway, really enjoyed this episode, but it's Bates. How could I not? I'm already scared about the hiatus because ten episodes isn't enough. And where are the weeks going? Yeah, we're half done. Half done. That's sad. <laughs> I would love it if this was a twelve, at least a twelve episode. Mm-hmm. I'd be happy with sixteen. Well, sure. <laughs> <laughs> We're used to ten, and yeah. they're used to writing ten. But it, they sure are all good, though. They really. Yep. It's it's really hard, really hard pressed to find a bad, wasteful episode in the whole bunch. Right. You know, from uh, season one. There really wasn't anything too wasted, really. Mm-mm. And I think that goes with having a tight season. Ten episodes. 
maybe if we got into 16 or something, we'd have some. That's true. We could have wasters. some. Yeah, that's true. Some beer bads. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm on record of liking. <laughs> but it's a good example. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> okay. Until next time. P.S. I have a rather sensitive subject to discuss and was wondering if you could send the sheriff my way. Ooh, we're on oh. to you. <laughs> nice try, Laura. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> Thanks, Laura. Yep, thank you. Good to hear from you. I'm glad you're on the mend. Yeah, and able to watch in a timely manner. Yeah. I guess that break was good timing for you. Yeah, really. Um, all right. So our last comic card comes from Candy. Uh, no, because Iggy sent one. Oh, that's right. Okay. Iggy, you sent it while we were recording. That's right. Okay. <laughs> but Candy, we haven't heard from since last season. Yeah, I know. I was excited to Yeah. And see she... She says, hey, Sue and Emily, I finally caught up on the new season, and the break this week has given me enough time to send a comment card to y'all. I'm loving the show and think it's better than ever. Both Bates Motel and Yes Mother. Y'all are so entertaining and have great insight. I really enjoy laughing along with y'all and driving into Norman Brain. Scary place. So I'm glad to have company. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) Thank you. That was nice of you. Yes. And the show is, it does better every season. We're yeah. on track for that again. Yep. And man, I love last season. <laughs> um, she says, I'm also enjoying the other guest comments, and the B&B is a pleasant, semi-secure place to stay. <laughs> <laughs> semi-secure. <laughs> I'll try to keep my dog, Drusilla, away from Louise the Hedgehog. <laughs> no, I want him to be best friend. <laughs> Like one of those funny animal couplings that, you know. Yes. And I wonder if Drusilla just comes out with off-the-wall weird things. <laughs> I'm Do you like my insides? Over. <laughs> the parts you cannot see. <laughs> Drusilla, like, rough, rough. <laughs> <laughs> Just gets like this dreamy look on his face. <laughs> um, keep bringing the laughter, and I'll try to pay my room bill a bit more timely in the future. Love you, funny ladies, Candy. <laughs> Candy in the maybe this time room. <laughs> then right. he has a PS. Emmy choose the greatest music. I look forward to every podcast. Oh, thanks. I I love to hear people that appreciate my music. (laughs) (laughs) I like music. Yes. It's an important part of my life. I've picked a couple of them, too. Sue has. (laughs) 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 Um. All right, so Iggy, she says, 
Hi ladies, tonight is Kobe Bryant's final Laker game. I am a huge Laker fan, no comment card, but I will send my feedback later this week. Need fresh towels for the tears running down my face. <laughs> Goodbye, Kobe. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> I like the title of her email. It's hold my reservation. <laughs> you got it, Iggy. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> We actually got a no comment card this week message from Matt A on our Facebook page today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I should probably just pull it up. Okay, so Matt says on our Facebook page, I watched this Monday's episode, but I couldn't think of anything to comment on, so I didn't send in feedback. Except in my head, I saw Norman's conversation with Norma as a conversation with a tree, and when he hugged it, his hair got full of twigs and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering that too like once I knew that that was head Norma I was like huh so he like ran with his arms wide open and like hugged himself <laughs> did, did you see the picture I posted <laughs> yes the one of Kermit and Miss Kermit. Mickey <laughs> yes. yeah, the way I he ran this. I totally did. I absolutely did the first time watching it. Just his arms were out to hug her when he was running. And I'm like, oh, it's Kermit. <laughs> in that in that, se- that dream sequence. Right. Never before and never again. <laughs> picture to post it up. Posted a picture of it on the Facebook page under Matt's comment if you want to see it. From the classic Muppet movie. Yes, the classic Muppet movie. Okay, that's feedback. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, everybody. I still recall the thrill. I guess I always will. I hope we'll never depart. I knew I loved you heaps, and you were mine for keeps. Sing with the strings of mine. I do again, but keep repeating through and through. I love you, love you. I still recall the thrill. I guess I always will. I hope we'll never depart. I knew I loved you heaps, and you were mine for keeps. Tonight we are reviewing the episode, let's see, the season four episode, episode, good grief. (laughs) Take two. Did you see the um, the post I did on on Yes Mother Facebook group that I had I had another Norman dream? It was while you were out camping. Oh, I don't know if I saw that one. And so I promised I would talk no. about it, and then I forgot last week. 
and then we went two weeks. Well, I don't know. We just I forgot, but I had a I had a psycho theme dream. Do you remember my last one? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Some yeah. I remember you talking about it. I can't exactly remember what it was. I don't either, but it was something about a parking lot and a base motel, and I slept with Anthony Perkins, Norman. <laughs> right. He was like my husband or something. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> when I say slept, I mean slept. <laughs> The funny thing about this dream is Norman was Anthony Perkins again. Oh, really? Yeah, isn't that strange that my that... brain has not flipped to Freddie Highmore? That is weird. Because, I mean, you've... I don't know how many times you've watched Psycho, but you've certainly, I would guess, have seen Freddie Highmore as Norman Hour-wise? Hour-wise. I mean, there's no comparison. I'm right. Sure. No comparison. But that is, it just really threw me again when I woke up. I'm like, holy crap. It was Anthony Perkins again. That is interesting. I wrote it in the dark at like five in the morning. <laughs> so I'm having a hard time reading it. <laughs> <laughs> Need a minute to get. You know how dreams leave you, but if you wrote them down, they come right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I just need to read through it so it can kind of come back to me. And it was it was really hard to like come back. Even I knew it until I like opened my eyes and started writing, and then I'm like, holy crap, it's already leaving. I've got to write fast. <laughs> yeah, I've got a notebook in my filing cabinet of dreams, and some of them date back to like way early 90s and as soon as I read them I totally remember them yeah I have a dream journal I haven't written in it in years but I found it like a year ago and read through it and I'm like I mean we're talking high school dreams and I right, they right. totally come back it's yeah. amazing it's weird write your dreams down it's it's pretty cool I write down the ones I've had like Maybe four since mom died. Mm. I write those ones down because I'm like, those are like my new memories of her now. <laughs> like, that's the only way I can create new memories of mom is <laughs> dreaming about her. <laughs> Remember that weird dream you had about Scout and singing Rolling Stones? Oh, and yes. Mom, mom was, it was like a week before she died. It, it was, was so... right before she died. Yeah. How Scout sang uh, Wild Horses. Wild Horses. <laughs> <laughs> and mom was like all upset that pe people were paying attention to her and I was so mad at her. You were like having none of it. <laughs> I was like, if you can't appreciate your like nine-year-old granddaughter beautifully singing a great song, I'm done. <laughs> Look at that. Even Mick Jagger appreciated it. <laughs> yes, that's right. Mick Jagger was there. <laughs> Good yeah, I kind of yelled at her in my dream. <laughs> he died like a week later. <laughs> so Maybe we'll be weeks. seeing a therapist in a few years. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was like a month later. It was pretty recent. It was not long before she died. It was, yeah. I remember because I think I listened to a few of our old 
Sue watches Buffy podcasts. Just mm-hmm. maybe when we were wrapping up, or maybe a few months before we wrapped up. I was just bored. I had nothing to listen to. Mm-hmm. And there was something about that era that I wanted to go back to, something that I was wondering. Maybe someone asked a question how you felt about something. I don't remember. Right. So I was going back, and I happened to catch that one, and I was like, wow, that was like... I have to be offside. Weird. <laughs>
All right, so if you're on our Facebook page, you may remember that I had another psycho-themed dream, and I promised, I teased you with that, and then I promised that I would um, talk about it on the next podcast, and I totally forgot, forgot, but tonight when I was looking through my notebook, I found this chicken scratch <laughs> page of dream notes. <laughs> I had totally forgotten. But it's coming back to me. I never... So we're, we're, I'm going to tell it now. But I never got really a really great handle on all the details of the dream. But I can tell you what I remember. And if you're a long-time listener, you'll remember I had a dream... Was it last season? I think so. I had a psycho-themed dream last season. I don't want to get into that one, but... Nor um, the Norman in the dream was actually Anthony Perkins instead of Freddie Highmore from the original Psycho, and that happened again. So my I dreamed about Psycho again, and it was Anthony Perkins again. So Freddie Highmore hasn't has not reached the subconscious of my brain <laughs> as being Norman Bates or something. My Norman Bates must still just be Anthony Perkins. I don't know. Or maybe I have a secret weird thing for him. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I don't know. That's I like hard to think <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Something that you would think of wand quite thin. It's like a four. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> But this dream was post-Psycho 4, so I don't know. It might just be he's been the Norman Bates since I was a kid. And right. that's my brain is stubborn that way. No, you know, no disrespect to Freddie Highmore. He's doing fabulous. But when it comes to dream, it's still Anthony. Okay. So. I was basically in the story of Psycho, um, but it was kind of reimagined. Oh, sounds familiar. But um, I was <laughs> I was Norman's wife. And <laughs> shush. <laughs> I was his wife, and that was the that was the target of who was going to be killed and stuffed and talked to, and. We lived in the hotel, not in the psycho house. And, like, players in the dream was like an old couple. And the old couple is the one I remember the most. I remember just, like, other people were there, too. But we all knew the story of Psycho and what was going to happen to me. And we were all trying to prevent it. Oh. So, and this older couple, that was my main ally. And... So the night, I knew the night that he was going to kill me and stuff me. And so I snuck away and they like kind of helped me. And (laughs) this is the weirdest detail, but I know why it's there. (laughs) This is so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this was Easter night. And so I had spent my remaining, my last remaining hours awake stuffing Easter eggs full of candy. (laughs) 
knew the plan was to kill me and stuff me, and I was to be in, um, <laughs> I was to be dressed in underwear made out of Easter candy. <laughs> <laughs> Like, <laughs> like <Okay>. peeps and <laughs> you say like peeps sewn together. <laughs> Not just peeps, all Easter candy. <laughs> it, I, I don't know if they it's none of my business if they were sewn together or what, but my underwear was made out of Easter candy. Okay, that would be underwear and bra. <laughs> and so I was hiding from him. There was. It was kind of outdoor, indoor, maybe like a carport kind of a thing. And I remember standing on top of this roof and at the on the ground level was all of these boxes. And my last um, image was to where I like woke up frightened was him trying to climb these boxes with a knife in his hand trying Ew. to get up to me. And I woke up. Ew, creepy. <laughs> Just I can still see that it was nighttime. And he's just climbing up these boxes. Ew. About to get me. That's and creepy. Me and put me in Easter candy underwear. Yeah, I was gonna say, that's a scary dream, except for the Easter candy underwear part. <laughs> that is the best dream thing, that I was stuffing Easter candy. <laughs> oh, man. Putting Easter baskets together, and I dreamed that. That's the best. <laughs> it's like cartoonish. I know. Totally. <laughs> so that funny. is funny. I, so in my other dream, I was, <laughs> I was his wife, or I was just sleeping in his bed. I can't remember. <laughs> That's so weird. You secretly love Anthony I, <laughs> I don't want to see a therapist about this, because I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was the dream I promised. There that's, you go. That's hilarious. <clears throat> okay. All right. <laughs>